All right. We are here talking on God with my friend David. And today, David, I would like to talk about sacrifice. Does God require sacrifice? And it and what I mean by by that, well, whatever you think that means, really. Like, is there anything inherently bad out there that we should give up? You know, like there's all kinds of sources that could will swear up and down and bet their whole life that drugs, sex, and money and fame are all bad and, you know, giving up your life and giving to the church or giving to the poor or all these things are good. And that's, that's without saying. And then. Is this your question or are you asking for everybody else? I'm asking for everybody else. I have no questions and I have all the questions. That's what, that's every time. All right. So the first thing that comes to mind is God doesn't require anything of us. All that God requires of us is to be. And God, by require, require to me indicates this is something he expects. Uh, and if and if he doesn't get it, there'll be some withdrawal of his love, right? So I don't think God requires anything of us. Just us being is fulfilling the the purpose of him extending himself out as us. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that? Well, it's lovely. <laughs> so I don't think God requires anything of us, but I think we require things of ourselves, right? So if we are a piece of God, which is a very high vibration, you could say it, it's divine love, unconditional love, then I think anything less than that will result in some level of discomfort for us. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's not that God requires it of us, but I think we requ require it of ourselves in order to feel the best we could possibly feel. Mm -hmm. So even so, uh, you're completely free to feel as miserable as you want. <laughs> Good to have that freedom. Yeah. You're, you're, you're free to basically make any choices you want. But the thing is then, the further the choices are in lower scale of vibra vibration, the more unpleasant it begins to feel for us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. So now if we, we rephrase it is sacrifice required of ourselves in order to feel as much joy and love and peace as possible. Yeah. But really the sacrifice, what, what are, what, are you required to sacrifice? Well, what is sacrifice? What does that even mean? Well, so I think sacrifice is is restricting that which you desire, hmm. right? So, so um, I was talking to somebody the other day because I thought a lot about free will for a long time trying to solve, solve that puzzle. And what I've come to the conclusion is the only way you can have true free will is to be free. Mm -hmm. 
completely free, completely free of all your delusions, all your desires, all your fears, right? All your misunderstandings, because any choice made from any level of delusion is not free. In a sense, you're still slave to your misunderstandings. So a lot of times what people mean by free will is they want to be free to pursue their enslavement. Right. Mm. So I, I want the freedom to pursue whatever your your particular favorite form of enslavement is, whether it's drugs or hatred or 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 lust or materialism. You you want to be free to pursue the thing that's enslaving you the most. Because yeah. if you truly had free will, you would choose divine love always. Because when you're truly free, you're free of all your delusions and incorrect patterns. And then you would be expressing your divinity perfectly. And yeah. divinity expressed perfectly would be always divine love. That's really funny. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. What are you going to do with your freedom? I'm going to uh, be in my fear, in my current favorite misunderstandings and yeah, uh, to desire. Sex or wonderful. power or whatever it is. You want to be free, free to pursue your, your pet enslavement. Right. Right? So, so then if you talk about sacrifice, what are you sacrificing? You're sacrificing your enslavements. Mm. right so what your true self is asking of you is to sacrifice your enslavements in order to be free yeah and so you it in that line of thinking then sacrifice it true sacrifice is really impossible because you can't give up what you always have and who you always are and who you can never well, so, so you're saying true sacrifice, you're saying true in terms of your eternal self. Correct. So then you could say in from that perspective, there is no sacrifice required because you're not expected to ever sacrifice who you truly are. You ask of yourself to sacrifice who you're not. Mm. So what Baba had said, he had said that the concept of animal sacrifice was a misunderstanding by some of the ancients. He said the true requirement of animal sacrifice is to sacrifice your animal tendencies. Mm -hmm. That makes more sense. On the fire of wisdom and devotion to, to your true self or a piece of God. He goes, he goes, God has never asked you to sacrifice these poor little animals in order for you to evolve that's ridiculous <laughs> that sounds it's like a comic strip that you're yeah, watching yeah you know, sure like, but i mean sacrifice you know, your animal tendencies got it bring in the oxen right god, <laughs> no, god no. said third that's not what we said. you heard bird right and it turned into turd right so it's just it's like okay all right this is completely misunderstood right so by sacrificing your lower nature I guess you could say, or or your misunderstandings or human animal tendencies, then you begin to 
experience your true self more and more. So you can say, sacrifice your animal tendencies on the altar of wisdom and, and devotion to the creator. And it's pleasing to God as your true nature. Your true nature is pleased as you get rid of your selfishness, then more of your love can shine. As you get rid of your fears, you can begin to operate from love. As you get rid of your misunderstandings of who you are and what this is about, then you can attune more and more to your higher self and be start being free. Mm. So all true sacrifice is doing is freeing you from the chains that bind you, your your slaveries, your bondages. That's that's the only sacrifice you require of yourself. I don't think God requires it. He wants us all to be joyful and return in frequency back to 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 Him, but He doesn't require it. Mm. Doesn't require it. You can be as miserable as you want to be for as long as you want. <laughs> that's that's you can have a hundred percent of your misery guaranteed back. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah, so we'll use we'll use a, a a fairly dramatic example. Let's just say you're heroin addicted, and your family knows who you used to be, and they see the horrible human being you've become because of your heroin addiction, and they want you to give up heroin so you can reclaim a happy life. Right? It's like no, <laughs> no. No, no, I'll give you all up. I'll give up everything before I give up heroin. Right. Well, that's kind of an analogy. You can say that your high self is calling you back to the joy and peace and bliss of who you are. And it's asking you to give up the heroin of all your misunderstandings and your fears and your attachments because it knows it remembers who you are and knows that you're just just a, a decrepit, shallow representation of your true nature. Mm. So it's not that God asks it. I think all God says is, "I I extend a piece of myself into into creation to experience all aspects of of creation." It's as that lady, um, oh, I forgot her name. You from uh, back with uh. Danny, uh, Danison. Danison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, she said, um, God is, God extended himself from himself. He know he's already knows everything, but he hasn't experienced everything. So by extending himself out as these rays of himself, he has a chance to start experiencing infinite variations of life as us. Right. So the only requirement is being fulfilled by you just being and existing and experiencing. But like I said, I think because our true nature is divinity, we at a deep level, and I think this is what calls us all eventually home, is when we're not vibrating at a high frequency, we just feel like we don't feel happy or we feel lost or we feel like we haven't found our purpose or we feel you know, like you're just wandering around in the darkness. And as you begin to raise your frequency, let's just say you start to practice a little bit of uh, 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 loving service. And that really feels good. It feels good. It feels good, right? So you do a little more and you feel even better. So it's 
it's the part of you that remembers who you are as you start to raise frequency you go yeah that's that's kind of what i'm looking for and you just follow that it eventually leads you home but if it's like yeah i i think in order to be happy i gotta be famous or rich mm -hmm. or have a huge house and a lot of property and go ahead and pursue it yeah and you've yet i've yet to see anybody that wealth scratches or fame scratches that itch if anything it just gets more intense right they, they turn their wealth and fame into loving service and then it's like they've come home and, and then they start to everything else starts to fall behind that and and that becomes their their uh, their goal yeah. in life i've, I've been i've been uh, practicing a um i guess a mantra whatever every day it's been a little bit different but the idea behind it is through my forgiveness which is letting go of all these ideas of who I think I am or what I think I want through letting those go. I get a chance to experience my sinlessness, experience my defenselessness as in the part of me that could never defend itself. Cause there's nothing to defend. I get to experience my, uh, my peace. Like a part of me is at perfect peace right now and in perfect joy and, as as I kind of in my mind go there and let go all those things that's obviously not at peace and obviously not uh, it's not defenseless it, it's defending the crap out of itself right out of I guess everybody it brings me into this different awareness and the resonance is is raising my frequency is raising and and it reminds me of of your exercise exercise of who am I that is perfect love and right. that you know, and then on and on. Yeah, so it's just another way of raising frequency. But uh, Baba's technique, and the only mantra he ever gave is, I am God, I am God, I am no different from God. And I told you, I, I found a very uh, variant given by uh, David Icke, I am infinite consciousness having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And I like I liked that because the problem with God, saying the word God, I, it's it's so tainted with my misunderstandings that uh uh it creates some resistance for me mm -hmm. i say i am infinite consciousness having a human experience or i'm infinite love right so that's the opposite of it's the same flip side of saying who am i that is love everywhere right that then is calling the subconscious and superconscious to answer with feeling right so you can do it in the in the affirmative by saying i am infinite consciousness having a human experience mm. and if you say that a few times the frequency embedded in that is tremendous mm. and what in my opinion this is this is the highest the highest technique that cuts through everything mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're you're just raising your frequency and as you raise your frequency and you feel the expansion of consciousness it leaves all the other patterns and all that other stuff behind i think we talked about it it reminds me of like the five uh tasks of hercules and it might mm -hmm. be six or seven. i don't know i'm just i'm just roughly remembering it and they're all impossible tasks, but he accomplished them all by basically cheating. 
like so for example there was the horse stalls of king so-and-so and i guess it was like ten thousand horses or whatever and he had to clean them clean them out well by the time you're done cleaning out the first hundred the other nine thousand you know nine at uh, nine hundred horses are pooping away you can never accomplish it so what did he do he diverted the nearby river into the stalls and just washed them all out so i think that's symbolic of trying to uh free ourselves from all the accumulated crap and patterns that we've accumulated in conscious and subconscious mind through many many lifetimes yeah it's just the harder you work at it you know there's always you, you maybe start helping one and then another one gets worse and you start to work on that and then another one gets worse or you get a new one right whereas the technique of just raising your frequency i am infinite consciousness having a david experience you say that a few times and feel the energy embedded in it and for me it's just like takes the top of my head off right mm. just start feeling that expansion of consciousness at a high frequency and then once you start to feel that expansion then quit talking and just put your awareness into that feeling of expansion or who am i or i am infinite love having a human experience or I'm infinite peace, right? Those are all different words to describe aspects of divinity that we can experience. Mm -hmm. Slightly different characteristics, but they're all very, very high frequency. Mm. You just try that. David Icke said, he said, you do that for two weeks. He goes, you'll never be the same. And I think that's true Mm -hmm. uh, because it's exactly what my teacher said. It's the only mantra he ever gave. And I think the brilliance of it is it it's diverting that river and wash starts to wash out all the manure at once so once you start to feel that feeling of that expanded consciousness high vibratory as my teacher would say sacred feelings then now you can just just tap right into it faster and faster then the trick is to try to hold it through the day Mm -hmm. Right. So when you feel that expansion, then just get into beingness. You're feeling that feeling of just that that joy, that silence, that that quietude, that uh, that just expansion of consciousness, and just hold it through the day best you can, and mm. op- excuse me, operate from that to the best of your ability. Mm. Right. So what'll happen then, as Jesus said, He said, "You speak from the abundance of your heart." So basically what he says heart is you're tuning your consciousness so when you're when your heart is attuned to that high frequency you speak from that right mm-hmm. so you're a little more patient and understanding and loving with everybody right you just you're just speaking and acting from that just as when you're aggravated and you're speaking and acting from your aggravation it's a lower frequency you know you're sh- shorter temporary with people you don't have the love you don't have the patience so this is this is cutting directly to the chase of not trying to clear out all the horse manure, but just raise frequency. Right. This, well, this. and that, that horse manure is is using the same thinking that created the problem too. And being be, being the impossible task is, it's like, in my mind, it's stepping out of the constraints. You're not like saying, yeah. I'm not trying to get rich and famous faster. I'm trying to go beyond anything that needs to be rich and famous and, and, and remember or draw or align myself in frequency 
to the part of me that's already content. <laughs> there has no need for a, this exactly. idea of fame. And it's already there. That's the thing that is so incredible. It's already here, but I got to let go. You already are. I got to let go tr- thinking I need to, to sweep out the stall one yeah. by one. Well, think of being, being out on, on the ocean, right? You go, okay, I'm on the ocean. Well, how about if you dive down five feet? Oh, it's different. How about if you go down 5,000 feet? It's way different. Well, how about if you go above the ocean, right? So they're all dramatically different depending on the altitude, right? The up and down. So to me, that's a good analogy for frequency. As you shift your frequency, you have a dramatically different reality. So conversely, you can think of people that are just in low frequency all the time, whether they're fearful or angry or resentful. They're walking around in hell all the time. They're, they're operating from hell, you know, and, and everything they say, think, and do reflects that, right? So let's just say you're 10 feet under the ocean and you're, you're tired of drowning, so you're going to try to drain the ocean, right? Mm. Start bailing, you know, taking buckets and scooping the ocean. Good luck. Right. You can just get on a rope that'll pull you 10 feet above the ocean. Oh, my God, it's a completely different story. Right. So that's what I realized was Baba's shortcut method is rather than trying to clean out the horse stalls, which you could say are symbolic of our conscious and subconscious minds mm. that are operating from uh, uh, patterns, uh, operating from patterns that may be less than ideal that mm. we've accumulated over many, many, many lifetimes, right? So mm. I listen, I spent the first half of my life trying to fix those patterns. It, it just got nowhere, got nowhere. You know, it was like an elastic band. You pull real hard here, it snaps you over there. Mm-hmm. With Baba's technique of just raise your consciousness, uh, I am infinite consciousness. I'm infinite love, having a human experience, and you just you just feel the frequency embedded in those words. And for me, and I think really for anybody that actually does it, you'll start to feel that expansion of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then, so you just once you start to feel that expansion, that that experiencing those sacred feelings as my teacher would call them then quit saying the words and just be in it so for me it's it feels a lot like uh uh, you've been in a little tiny bird cage your whole life and it's like all of a sudden the door opens you get to fly out in the room a little bit it's like Mm -hmm. oh this is nice then it's like then it's like okay get back in the cage it's like no well let's look at the converse of that very same thing what what is it that keeps us in the cage even after you we can see the light so to speak outside the door and people hold on to that little little perch that in the dark cage so i think i think uh um i think to a great degree uh we're we're tremendously driven by by uh your how you feel right so uh i spent a long part of my life just very very comfortable in the um uh, uh, a kind of a moody uh vaguely self-pitying uh feeling that was very comfortable it's like having friends that are just you know they're just Mm -hmm. horrible friends but you're used to them you you know how to be around them right Mm -hmm. so you're not going to give those up because well these are my friends but maybe you meet 
a group of people. They're just, they're amazing. They're fun. They're funny. They're eating good food. They're healthy. And you just have a wonderful day with them. Right? Now you go back to your old friends like, yeah, I'll see you guys later. I'm going back to these other guys. Right? So I think if it's an intellectual choice, it may not be clear. But when you begin to experience some peace, even a little bit, a little bit of joy and a little bit of that feeling of love, you know, it's like, yeah, this is better. So it's not really an intellectual choice. I think it's it's based on feeling. So yeah, that's the big thing. You got to first kind of feel it a little bit. So now you have a choice until you feel it. It's just an intellectual exercise. It's like, yeah. why should I go through all this work? I'm fairly, you know, my life's fairly good. Well, well, and it goes it goes back to too what we're sacrificing too, because for me, many years I did not uh I did not progress or really forgive these things that bound me because I was scared to release them because I thought God was gonna be mad at me. Yeah. Uh, for any kind of change, right? Reading a wrong book, thinking the wrong thing, all that stuff. And I kept myself in the cage, so to speak. Well, we all have some sort of chain that's bound us. You know, but like I said, I think the best way to draw somebody out of that is is if you can give them, help them experience a little bit of being out of the cage for a little while. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, they might experience for a little while and just decide they want to go back to the cage. Well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's, that's right. Because there's no real destination to get to. And there's no place to get to. No one's getting saved. They're, we're all yeah. good. Yeah, you can experience that as long as you want. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you can experience as long as you want. Far be it from me to take your misery away from you. I know. Don't boss me around. Yeah, right. I, I'll offer. And if you're ready, you'll take me up on it. But if you're not ready, you won't. So it's like, okay, well, I'll see you maybe in another 20 lives down the road. We'll try it again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> right? Bob, Bob had said, he goes, listen, he goes, I have uh, moved heaven and earth to bring you to me. He says, this is this is your opportunity that may not come for another 10,000 lifetimes. Oh, man. Yeah. But I mean, that's 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 how it is. You know, the infinite creator will bring you the opportunity to get out of the cage at some form. I mean, maybe it's just cracking the door open a little bit, right? Maybe that's all you're ready for. And if you take it, then then the, another opportunity for a, a larger cage <clears throat> or getting out for a while will be presented but if you don't take it then it's like okay well go ahead and suffer for a while you're still yeah. not motivated no problem yeah, which no problem. you know it, for it's interesting that very thing because i could actually suffer and be in my own cage because someone else is suffering from being in their cage oh yeah you go oh man you know I'd be happy if you were free. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, your cage is far worse than mine. So I feel freer than you. So I feel better. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Happen. I mean, you know, it, that's that's it. It's it's when you're no longer content with your life that, you know, it's a Yogananda used to say, he said, very few people see God for God. Most people have to get beaten half to death by life before they start <laughs> seeking something else. It's it's right. it's almost like they have to get to the point where I just can't take this anymore. There's got to be a better way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, I can't say that I was any different, but I was born in this lifetime seeking God 
seeking God and being miserable. So, <laughs> so it really wasn't until I started to understand all this that really that's been uh, the end of most of my misery. Pretty happy most of the time, you know. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. That's good. And I'm pretty pretty greedy about it. I want more, more, more happiness. So let's wrap it up, David. What any final thoughts on the sacrifice that God requires? Yeah, God doesn't require anything. I mean, God just loves you completely. Nothing is required other than that you're a piece of him. And that's given. And that's eternal. That'll always be. So uh, so just forget about that and just say, am I happy with how I'm living my life? Am I happy with that? If you're not happy with that, then maybe you're requiring a little sacrifice. So try to <clears throat> sacrifice a little bit of your hatreds your fears your your selfishness right and and so the simple way to do that without getting lost in some other labyrinth there is just a little bit of loving service and, mm. and one of the easiest ways to do that is just treat others the way you wish to be treated you know if you see somebody miserable just ask yourself if i was that freaking miserable <laughs> but i want somebody to come over and just maybe talk to me a little bit yeah i would all right well go do it Right. Right. right you got two sandwiches and the guy sitting next to you he, he doesn't have any at all just all right just offer him maybe half of one sandwich <laughs> or maybe steps so far out of your comfort zone but but don't do it as a martyr do it as the, the drive the happiness of of knowing that he's a little less hungry today okay so i'm not as stuffed as i like to be but you know, I feel good about that. I, I made this person's day a little bit better. And, and that made me feel good. So it just starts mm -hmm. that simple. But once you start to get a taste of higher vibratory frequency, mm -hmm. operating out of love and kindness and forgiveness, then it starts to gain some momentum as you find your misery starts to disappear. Mm -hmm. That's it. You just start where you are. You don't have to become Mother Teresa <laughs> or Gandhi and wear a loincloth and starve yourself half to death <laughs> just just a little bit little bit sacrifice a little bit of your crap <laughs> you know sa animal sacrifice on the altar of altar of of divinity within you and you'll feel the joy of it as god within you goes yes 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 and god within you smiles and you feel that smile is a little bit of more happiness Right. So that's it. It's just simple. Start simple. Start small. Don't go crazy. Right. Don't don't sell everything you have and give it to the poor and live on the streets. <laughs> give that a couple of months before you go for that. One. I know. Start wherever you are. And God will bring to you opportunities. If you're sincere, God, I want to be of some service today. I don't want to go crazy, God, but just a little bit. It'll bring you an opportunity. It just might mm -hmm. be a kind word. Mm -hmm. it might be a kind word. Yeah. All right. right. That was wonderful. Thank yep. you very much. Thank you. Nope. Hold on. Wrong button. Yeah.